Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about the Future Diary, uh, which was HMG's choice from uh, Happily Married Gamer uh, from the podcast of uh, Will I Continue that Rick and I actually guested on. Uh, They invited us on, and so we talked to them. So if you want to check that out, I'll have the links for that in the show notes for y'all. They were gracious enough to provide us with those. And uh, also, before all this, we were talking about some of the future plans for the episodes recording schedule and everything like that for us. Uh, if you want to catch a part of that wider conversation as well as some preliminary thoughts on the actual show itself, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you that bonus content and more now onto the meat and potatoes, sir. Yeah. All right. The future diary. So, yeah. <laughs> Came out. I'll let you go. Sorry. I, I got ahead of myself. Sorry. It's a, uh, I, I had to take a deep breath, I had to center myself simply because it was, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, such a great, it was such a great show. Mm. Was, there were, there were no, no issues or problems at all for anything. Start to finish. Start to finish, uh, for a show that aired in October, 2011, all the way through April, 2012, that had producers of Kurokawa. Sadly, not some of the best work that I've ever seen. But anyways, Duango, Atlantis, uh, just to name a couple of them, as Reed for the studio. It's based off of a manga. The genres are action, mystery, supernatural, suspense, psychological, shonen. And uh, it was uh, rated R, most definitely. <laughs> just want to throw that out there for yeah. anyone that feels like they can watch this with kids. I highly Don't suggest. Recommend it. I highly suggest you wait for your kids to go to bed. So, Or, uh, or lock the door. Or lock the door. Uh, but not for the way reasons that Rick probably is insinuating there. Um, Yeah. You know what? You know what? Whatever floats your boat. Mm. All right. Now on to the meat and potatoes, uh, the future diary, it it focuses on two main characters, uh, you know, and Yuki Terra who are dragged in to a game to become God. And they are given, a diary each one each person and you find out that there's 12 you know ironically you know it's kind of makes sense when you think about it right 12 hours in a day or 12 12 12 hours hours. in a day there's 12 uh diaries the one of the producers is for one of the producers for it is 12 diary holders like it starts to make sense Mm, it all starts to come together falls into line it's got a good premise it does this this could have been amazing. I feel that the the animators or the uh, storyboarders unfortunately squandered something with great potential. And what I mean by that is that almost every character we find in the 26 episode series matures in some kind of way or changes or mutates, right? Not he's they're not the same people they 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 started the game with. And my biggest flaw or biggest um i don't know 
faux pas, biggest uh, thing I get annoyed with the most is the lack of progression that uh, our main character gets. There's two. Well, our male male lead. Yukitera is, I feel, so one of the things, and I know a lot of people say, well, you know, he's a kid. He's, you know, he's going to act that way or he's going to be that way or this and that. And I, I get that. I understand it. I understand he's a kid. I understand he's like thrown into a situation where, where it's a literal death match and he's, you know, not emotionally able to equipped to be able to handle those circumstances. Uh, but at the same time you had like a eight year old thrown into the exact same mm-hmm. situation or, or not even an eight year old. He's like even younger than that. I, was, I, I thought he was like five or six. Yeah. So he's, he's even older than that or younger than that. And he's thrown in the exact same situation and homeboy does has Ruth. no problem. Like adapting to the situation. Hey, you know what I can do? I'm going to do this. I'm going to murder some people. I'm going to murder the people that murdered my family. And at the same time, I'll become a God. And yeah, every single person in this anime. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and and honestly, that's the entire premise, right? You have 12 people, 12 diary holders, and they're all in a death contest to become gods. That's the basis for this entire story. The entire foundation is just that. And it's an, I think it's a very unique concept. It's a very intriguing concept, especially yeah. in the later episodes where, you know, you kind of delve into some other aspects we'll get into a little bit later on. Mm. But the story progression, the character progression, I feel was they it was there for every character. And for every character you understood or 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 saw their background to understand the emotional scarring or something like that, that happened for each and every character or just about for every character that allowed them to progress. So, I mean, yes, that, that in and of itself is, is what happened. But what my biggest, the, the cool part about this show is the fact that every diary has a different um, function essentially. Um, and it's versatility as well as it's, uh, information it varies from phone to phone. For instance, the first one essentially tracks the second one. And the second one tracks the his own surroundings. The third one, I forget what that one does. So each um, each diary, and this is one of the things that I, I actually really liked. Each diary plays to the uh, type of individual that they were, and the type of diary that they kept. Right, so it's not that they just randomly kept a diary or they randomly accept, received a diary. So take Yuno's diary for example. Her diary is the Yukitero diary, and everything in her diary was always about Yukitera. Yukitera's diary is called the Indiscriminate Diary, simply because it took log and he took log and recorded everything that happened around him, not to him specifically to around him one was always a a log of how they escaped another one was a log of their kills and how they killed another one was basically how you know what everyone's doing and who's what where for their area you know one was the so this chick 
had one that basically let her look at anybody's future in which she plans to flirt with them. So there's a prerequisite. It's an overpowered ah, thing is all hell. So hang on. That wasn't her true diary though. Oh, that was eighth sub? That that was yeah, that was the eighth sub diary. So that's where it kind of got interesting, right? So you have all these diaries and then you have eighth, uh, who's basically known as mother. And she her diary was a server for other diaries, and everyone basically got a future diary based on the diaries that they were keeping in there. And the so, machine. Yeah. Yeah. So you had her and then you also ha- you had I and then you had Marco and Marco yeah. kept we the lock. Did you see Marco? Yeah, you big big old hair not up in the front long. Okay, so which one didn't we see? It was uh are you are you talking about like the one that was like up in the tree? Hi? Is that is that who you're I, talking about? I don't know. Of the th- of the trio, the one that set off the bombs. I don't think I ever saw him in the, in yeah, the show. Yeah, but he, he was only a sub diary. He wasn't a true diary Correct. holder. So Correct. the I, I, set. I was wondering what he actually looked like. Uh, I'm 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 assuming dressed up like a ninja, like the rest of them. All right. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm going with. Uh, but he uh, they they were able to get. Basically, because they had a second diary, they had two diaries, and one was basically the people they flirt with, or in Marco's cases, the type of counters that he would do. But they had the lover's diary, and so they basically had a diary about the other person, so they could switch off in between each other and see what's going on. And they're super powered if you if you link up. I don't like the diaries. What so if if those two the the lovers' diaries if they could read each other's they'd be reading their own futures. Yeah. Whereas with with one and two, our main protagonists, if they were to read them both and actually use them the right way, rather than reading the top two lines and then seeing disaster, we could read them. They if you hit pause, it'll translate, and then two lines after they stop reading is disaster, and they're like, oh, I don't need to read that. Click. Let's keep going. Right, because they can't read too far into the future because it hasn't quite happened yet. And the reason why it hasn't happened yet, it's not necessarily that it's set in stone either. So they read it and they change it and say that changes. So that extra information that they read is just completely useless. The The Fair. real power comes in the trust that the sevens had for each other and the fact that they were able to communicate with each other effectively. One and two didn't so Yuki Terra being number one, the first, and you know being the second, they you know completely trusted and cared and loved for and was infatuated with Yuki Terra. Yuki did not trust or or at least ever fully trust you know, like at any point in time. For he good never, reason, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, kind of, sort of, maybe, you yeah, know, she was nuts, solidly just certifiable. And the fact that she was able to kill so easily scared the crap out of me. Just indiscriminately. It's almost like she had training, but she never had training. That you know of. That you know of. That is fair. That you know of. So here's the thing, right? About Mm -hmm. the show. It's an interesting show in this fact that no matter what, you have people that are in some fashion, able to keep a diary or using their diary for whatever reason and based on their personality. And it either plays to their advantage 
if they're smart about it because they'll also know their weaknesses and how to truly use their diary. Or they'll be mm-hmm. like Yuki, who doesn't truly understand the powers of his diary, doesn't understand it, you know, and the fallbacks of it and everything else, only understands it surface level and totally squanders and cries and moans and groans and complains about his situation the whole way through. And did we mention there was some serious, well, seriously good character development throughout the whole series? For him? I mean, yeah, we you mentioned. You didn't hear that either, huh? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't. It happened for everyone else right before they well, died. I would say Yuki didn't have it as well. Well, Yuki she is. Was, she was. You mean you know? You, you oh, know? Yeah, you know. Sorry, you know didn't have to have a true character development. You just had to fill in the blanks as to what the hell was going on. Which I mean, if you're paying attention, you have a pretty solid clue at the beginning of episode one. But I digress. You do, though. You do. You do digress. I do. Is I paused it a few times. I was like, there's got to be some kind of clue in here. There is. To let me know what's going on. There is. Yeah. Once you know what you're looking for. Yeah. I never said. Have, I never said you ha- didn't have to know what you were looking for. Once you knew what was going on. Once you knew what you were looking for. Everything just immediately makes sense at that point for the for the show. Like there is nothing to say at any point during that where it doesn't make sense until you get to the later episodes of it. And when you get to the later episodes of it, you could start looking back on the rest of the series and go, that makes so much more sense. Now that makes a hundred percent more sense. And that's the mark in my opinion of a really good anime, a really good book too, where the minuscule minor things that you notice that you're like, that doesn't make too much sense when it's finally cleared up. You, they don't show you. They don't do it for you. You yourself go click. Oh my god, that that's how this fit. This fits perfectly into the new story that I have here, and it happens like four or five times. Where you know where you have a piece that should fit and almost does, but not really. You know, it's like an incomplete puzzle that's missing about eight or nine pieces. Yeah, and you finally found one of those eight or nine. You click it in. You're like, that's so satisfying. Well, what about the rest? I don't quite have the full picture yet. And you eventually do, which is, you know, great. And I like the way they they went about it then with, with the showing rather than the telling. Um, however, I'd have much rather than been told about our main character's growth pattern because I was shown that he's spineless, inconsistent. That was the mainstay, though. That was quite, the mainstay for he him. All of, the- he was kind of a piece of crap. He was a piece of crap. He so, and this is one of the things, right? Like mm-hmm. people will make the argument: he's a kid, he's this, he's that. You know, doesn't matter. Th- you know, didn't act like a kid. I'll tell you that right now. That four-year-old, five-year-old, whatever, did not, did not act like it. Did not act like his age. None of the characters that understood the true gravity of the situation, regardless of the age, did not complain about everything. And half the time, whatever he was doing, it honestly, and I'll say this, if he listened to, you know, he would have progressed and not had as many problems as he did, period. Like, well, his biggest out, issue is trust. His biggest issue, he trusts everyone else instantly, except for the one person that literally kept saving his life. Because she had the crazy eyes. So what? Literally. <laughs> literally. 
you're out here advocating for the crazy as you're like the crazy ones will save you or well, kill I mean, you I, look, it's look, up look, to you in this case uh, this is 100 percent true uh in this I agree. case she saved him to kill him no she didn't save him to kill him oh did you not did you miss that whole thing like literally oh no i didn't i, I did not miss it at all i i understand where it's going with but like when he turned against her she was like i'm gonna have to do things to make because, you see my way well it's not the even that was part of it it's not even that right it's uh her just finally snapping and rewriting her own memory which they do reference quite a few times and even even in chat in in, in it in show titles like you know memory erase and then crossed wires and then re whenever i would see something that looked like it was intentionally written to signify mental illness of some kind i was like i know what kind of episode this is going to be and i was right most of the time uh yeah i'm i'm not saying that everything that she did was right or how she went about it was great however when you're dealing with someone as insanely incompetent as Yuki. You, you kind of have to take some drastic measures. I'd say drastic measures were taken in in the form of his friends trying to save some kind of sanity. You know, right. there was rules that were laid out when everyone and <laughs> the God. How how generic does a God have to be to be listed as Deus Ex Machina? You know. And you're like, uh, I mean, okay, sure. A God can be named that. Usually Deus Ex Machina is a, uh, item of some kind that ends up being a save all, um, some, something, a character pulls out the back and just obliterates with, with no prior knowledge or, or whatever. And it's kind of funny because the God is who supposedly out of time and all that stuff is like i need a successor me deus ex machina the guy who comes in and saves everything all the time needs a successor i'm gonna choose one of you guys kill each other go right well the entire breakdown and and the you know background for the story how they decided to come up with the 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 whole story or or battle or thing for the next god which i have questions on in and of itself, yeah. um, it's kind of ridiculous. But are we saying, like, are we under the impression, are we of the mindset that uh, the God, that God or this God in particular, at least this God particularly, um, is not limitless? He has a life, a finite lifespan? You think it's self-imposed? I don't know. I mean, like that uh, murmur that's mm-hmm. with him, I have yeah. a feeling that maybe not. Because she would you know still what I be thought there. originally. You know what I thought originally. Oh. I thought that we were looking at a life cycle where Deus Ex was dying and Murmur was born to replace him, and Murmur was essentially Deus eventually. You know what I mean? So I figured they were like the the sun and the moon, the cycling that happened like that, where sun would set on him and it would rise on her, and then when it and she would make Deus Ex essentially to replace her. So it would be a rotating door of sorts, but I would say yeah. about halfway through, you realize they're not. Yeah. Well, they could not be. Here's, here's something that I found particularly uh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
the characters, most of the characters, and I did some digging in this, uh, the characters had like references to uh, Roman gods. So explain, because I, I, I don't see the, the semblance. Okay. Not, not in their actions or anything like that, but in, in terms of more so their names. So you take a uh, number 12, right? He has that big old head. He's dressed in black. He's at, he in acts his own justice. He's named blind after, guy. huh? Blind one. Yeah. He's named okay. after Pluto. He's named after Hades, the, the Roman God of afterlife. I didn't catch that part. And so that you have a uh, Minene, right? The girl that lost her eye, the terrorist Minerva. <laughs> she's named after yeah she's named after minerva the roman goddess of wisdom commerce weaving crafts and magic damn not, Yuki, not one in there was blowing shit up okay yeah right but wisdom the <laughs> smarts right to be able to escape and move and plan ahead be able to facilitate and, and disguise herself Makes this sense. one this fits yuki to the t right he's named after jupiter the roman god of sky weather and lightning I mean, I like the waterworks, I, I the waterworks and the amount of crying, I mean, waterworks, you know, weather, lightning from all the crying and, and wailing he was doing the sky from him staring up at the sky going, why am I so useless? I couldn't. That was one episode I couldn't get like behind, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, uh, she's she's named after, know, yes. you know, yeah. Okay, she's named after Juno or Juno in Latin, and uh, she's the Roman goddess of motherhood and fertility or femininity. Sorry, motherhood and femininity for Juno. Fantastic, fantastic, right? So, I mean, like, are you seeing the pattern here? Like, they're, they're well, then who, who's our who's our main character based after? I just said or it. Our male per- Jupiter. No. Yeah, Jupiter, the god of sky, weather, and lightning. That's why I said. I you was know? hoping you were joking. No, I'm serious. Really that is foul. <laughs> that that's just foul. No, I'm serious. Doing, yeah. doing Jupiter dirty like that. How dare you put that name there? Right. Well, the kid, <laughs> right the 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 four year old or whatever. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was named after uh, Cersei, the goddess of fertility. Odd way to die, but okay. <laughs> right. You name a four year old after the god of fertility. The goddess of fertility, and then you murder him. That makes sense. I love it and hate it, but I, it's just. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it's over. Well, I'm glad it's over. I'm I'm glad it's over for a couple of reasons, but it is what it is. I was just say I I'm glad we recorded. That's why I'm glad it's over, just so we could record. Yes. Yes. Um, one of my favorite parts about the the show is there's a short and sometimes not so short after story. Yes. To every episode. Um, and it's just. <laughs> the, yeah. the after stories were kind of interesting and fun to, to watch uh, because some of them. Were fourth it, wall breaks. Yeah. Right. And also kind of gave you the view of, you know, like how they were given their future diaries, so to speak, or because not all of them mm. were summoned there and, and given it normally, you know, so yeah. you had murmur, Basically going up, getting dressed in some funky way or anything like that, and and basically saying, "Here you go," in a goofy, fun, or interesting way. I kind of break. It was a nice break from the seriousness and the heaviness of this series. Yeah, 
I would say that it was almost needed. But if you did, you happen to notice the kind of adventures she was going on? You mean like completely the, the self self serving, there for her own pure enjoyment and everything like that? See, I kind of saw it as a mimic of Yuki and Yuno's first date because all the attractions they went on, Murmur's like, I want to go on that too. Well, with the that exception was only, of the there was only like two two of them where it was like that. There was only two. Like I can guarantee you, Yuki and Yuno were not in a bed together. I I can also guarantee you that they that Yuki and Yuno were were not there with um uh, God. What's that character? Um, super important since you remembered it off the top of your head. Um, talk about the white haired one. No, Hina's father. I can't remember his name. Like oh yeah, you know when he's there with the dogs. Hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously not there. Same thing with the uh, the blind guys. You know, like they were. It's not a recreation of their first date. So by any stretch of the word, well, I mean, unless that's one crazy kinky first date, I'll tell you that right now. That that'd be pretty wild. Well, what? Par for the course. She True. was already into it. Yeah. If you look at the last little bit, she Yuno was trying. To, sorry, Yuki was trying to attract Yuno, and Murmur kept dressing her up in different items to try to gain his, his attention. And one of them was an SMN S M outfit, but she was, she also dressed like a geisha before too, before that, you know, you, you, you get full there's, spectrum, there's right? There's levels, there's, there's levels there, to it. there are, but I'd have to say, I mean, like it was fine all the way up to the very end where it kind of started falling apart for me, but not really at the exact same time was uh, the time traveling portion of it or not really the time traveling portion right it, they dabbled in it but it worked out i, I see what you're saying but what kind of happened what kind of ended up happening in my opinion is a complete clusterfuck complete just absolute debauchery of what could have happened because we true. find out true true we find out that the whole premise of the story is is our main character you know wait no yuki well, they're which both one, there. The so you learn. I the guy is y- Yuki. The girl is you know. But you learn that this isn't actually the first world, right? And that's where oh, not I'm, even close. And that's where I'm really glad they they distinguished that that it's there's actually multiple parallel, infinite number of parallel worlds where these same events could happen. And so what the beginning makes sense. I want to say around episode. 20 more than that i thought more like 22 23 no because i thought i thought it was far closer far closer than no 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 i think it really came to head like maybe 21 22 at the absolute latest because you had like two or three up you had a good three episodes at least after that yeah yeah but those that were just fighting and stuff like that yeah but i didn't say good as in Good. I said good as in complete episodes after that. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There are there they do introduce time travel, but I have a question for you. Something to bug the crap out of me. So, we realized that in the first world, Yuno wins. Yes. Yuki dies yes. in a Romeo Juliet type situation, right? Yes. Kind of. And the idea that they had is we can bring the dead back. We can fix it all. Once I become God, everything comes back. And then she finds out, oh shit, it doesn't. You can bring the body back, but the soul, it's gone forever. What What is dead stays dead. 
And she went through the whole second stage, second story, if you will, essentially save him to make yeah, him become him. God to, to make him become God. So that way she died. And that's where I said, well, no, she didn't say, keep him alive just to kill him. She kept him alive. So that way he could become God and she would be the one that dies. Cause that's ultimately what she wants. Right. Uh, you think, no, you that think. is, and, you would, you would well, think, but she, here's my question, right? Yep. Here's my question. Why, mm-hmm. why do all that? And why would it matter? Right. If that all, all that happens and everything like that, if he becomes God, like she's she's already won the first time. So she's already a God. Why in the parallel world? <laughs> why in the parallel world doesn't matter? Why not just make him become God in that parallel world? And then they're both gods together. Why not just do that? Thank you. My question was, since every one of the holders died except for him and her, and she technically wasn't even part of this this game. And Why the phone, and the phone yeah. for the original one that was there got destroyed. Well, yeah. So, you know, uh, by default, he wins. I mean, like at that point, you could say, hey, guess what? He actually is the only one here. I'm actually not a part of this whole thing. You never said anyone couldn't interfere or any shit like that. Right. True enough. Very, very true. And it makes sense. And it, it to you, to you and I, it makes perfect sense. But his emo ass never changed. And when she eventually, like, lets him win, she did all the heavy lifting. When she eventually lets him win, he ends up just depressed, emo says, for thousands of years. Yes. Thousands of years where it's only him and his murmur, I guess, and his just his diary. And he's just reading it, crying, everlasting tears. Now, granted, that is not the entire ending in its entirety, and there's no, a lot there's more one, that happens there. And it's the one that matters. It's you know, it's, <laughs> well, it's not the one that matters because there's more to it. There's more that happens, and they do elaborate on a lot more too. Um, oh yeah, no, it, it, we're we are glossing over it in the hopes that you'll actually watch it. Exactly. Um, just under just understand that the, the main character is a whiny baby, and it doesn't change. Well, Ever. he does. It, it, he, he changes he change. only to change back to a whiny little yeah. baby again. So, you know, he doesn't change. He has a momentary portion where homeboy lives for 10,000 years. He's still the same thing. I mean, like at that point, you no longer are, are beholden to the, well, it's just a kid. What do you expect? No, after 10,000 years, he's no longer just a kid. Shouldn't so. be at least. He's an all-powerful deity that is crying in a corner. Yes. So, with uh, with our wonderful deity in a corner named Yuki crying. Ooh, that's actually a good title. Deity in a corner. Deity in a corner. Crying. Uh, on a scale of up to ten, sir, how would you rate this? Um, I foresee a ten in your future. No. <laughs> wrong <laughs> diary, bro. No. Hey, it changed. Uh, <laughs> see, not wrong diary then. Just the future mm-hmm. has changed. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to go. Um, I'm the more. We talked about it. The more of the virtue I got out of it. Everyone had their own motive, except for our main. Obviously, everyone had their own uniqueness, which was kind of cool. Um, the storyboard or the story was original. The animation was decent. I didn't really remember any music. So there's a few points off for that. Um, I'm going to go middle of the road. Five, five to six. I mean, 
but it's like a, a very weak six or a strong five. So I'm going to go with a strong five. It's not something I'd want to watch again, but it's not, uh, you know, I, I would mention it if someone was like, I need, I need a time filler with a good story that would keep me on the edge. Okay. What about you? I'm actually going higher. Really? I'm going higher. The reason why I'm going it's an higher. Epidemic. I'm going right. seven. I'm going number seven. Mm. The reason okay. why I'm going seven is because of the thought that went into the actual show. Now, granted, there are like like the problem that I had, right? One of the big problems was like, why didn't they just make Yuki Gata that they could be this? There are some things and there's a couple <laughs> scenes that I that just leaves me some questions that lead me to a point to where maybe and and maybe in her fit of rage and losing her sanity because of not being able to revive the Yuki in in her world, she couldn't bear honestly to continue to live, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're truly depressed how she was after reaching that pinnacle point and finding out the truth, you would you would almost immediately go and do the exact same thing and hide and 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 sabotage it to make sure that you weren't the one that survived so you wouldn't have to live with all that other crap again. That makes sense. You know, but there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more that plays into it. And I mean, I feel like if I, I don't necessarily want to watch it again, but if I ended up watching it again, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, it's like, Hey, we should totally watch this together. All right. Yeah, sure. So it, if it came on, you wouldn't change the channel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. See, I'm, I'm in the boat of, I wouldn't personally change the channel, but if the channel was changed, I would not be mad. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad either, but <laughs> You know, oh, so uh, yeah, five for you, uh, uh, seven for me. I I enjoyed Ooh. it slightly, a little bit more. Um, well, so next week's choice is actually uh one of yours, sir. And we're actually doing it is uh Trinity Seven, the two OVAs. So we're gonna actually be watching the two OVAs. And, and uh, in case anyone wants to know, uh, episode one hundred sixty eight of is where we watched the series. I watched the OVAs and we talked a little bit about it more after the show. And Rick's like, well, you know what? I want to watch the OVAs too. So we're doing the OVAs for this next one. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you uh, feel like we've, you know, missed this, uh, missed something, got something right, got something wrong or anything like that about this particular choice about the future diaries, we'd be uh, happy to hear from you and, Tell us exactly what you think about it. You reach out to us, featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook, uh, shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. If you want to buy yourself some swanky swag or patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to some bonus content and everything else that we're trying to do for uh, our patrons out there. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And my diary says, we'll see you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.